parable that was just read for you is Jesus' explanation of how the kingdom grows. Mostly it's about the soil. We call it the parable of the sower, but it's really the story about the different kinds of soils that the seed may fall on. But we can learn something about the sower from that parable, and that lesson is that our job is to sow. Uh, he doesn't give us any other direction. He doesn't tell us how to sow or where to sow or anything. He just says, sow the seed. And there's different kinds of soils out there, and it will fall on some good soil. Kingdom won't grow if we don't sow. Back in Paul's day, the best way he could sow the seed was travel around, walk or ride or get on a boat and go to a new city. And he would go into the Jewish synagogue where they would let him speak because of his background. And he would talk about scripture a little while. And then he'd say, let me tell you about Jesus. He'd sow the seed. The early 1800s, best way to sow the seed was to put a tent up. And everybody in town needed some kind of entertainment and wanted to hear anything that was available to hear. They didn't have radios or TV or hardly newspapers. And if somebody was there talking, they'd go listen to it. So you put a tin up and you sow the seed. The mid-1950s, a little before my time, and or mid-1900s, and, and growing up for me time, uh, gospel meetings worked real well. Uh, religious people like to study the Bible, religious people of all kinds. So churches would have gospel meetings for two or three weeks sometimes, and people in the community would come and listen, and the preacher would sow the seed. And the harvest came in. I hope you get the drift that today is different. Uh, we don't travel to other cities and go into the synagogue and try to find an audience. Putting up a tent doesn't draw a crowd. Gospel meetings don't draw a crowd. But TV draws a crowd. People watch TV. And about 26 years ago, a little over 26 years ago, uh, we decided at Northside that that was a good way to sow the seed. Our first broadcast was in July 13th of 1986. Our first Know Your Bible Sunday was just a little bit before that, where we told the congregation about what was potential, uh, what could happen if we had enough money to do it, and they responded. Uh, today, 26 years later, excuse me, uh, this is today was broadcast our 1,284th Know Your Bible broadcast. It's still productive, and we recognize that things are changing even now. People are now getting more information and what they want to listen to from the Internet or from mobile devices, and we'll need to change with the times as things go. But television still works. Uh, Well, it works if you do what God says, and God says to sow the seed. Isaiah 55, 11 He promises that his word will not return empty. He says, if you you sow my word, if it goes out, it'll accomplish what I want it to. For 26 years, Northside has been faithfully trying to do that through the Know Your Bible TV ministry. And the kingdom has grown 
because of it. Now, lots of things have changed. Uh, when we started, we were in a little smaller facility over on North Jackson Street. Uh, you could jam about 400 people in the auditorium if you really worked at it, and they were really friendly, uh, but it was really tight. Since then, we've moved to a larger facility. Uh, in 1997, we moved to this building. A little bit later, we expanded it. Things have changed. When we started to uh, know your Bible, there were four elders. Uh, Marvin is still around here, and Wayne is still a great supporter of the program. The other two have passed on and are up there meeting some of the Know Your Bible graduates. But today we've got twice that many elders. Things have changed. When we started Know Your Bible, there were somewhere around 350 in the little building over on Jackson, and today seven or 800 fill this much larger room. Uh, the set and the panel have both changed a little bit. Uh, we were a little younger when this picture was taken, and the panel's changed now. The, the, even the look of the set has changed, and hopefully it's a little more modern, and the panel's a little, little more modern looking too, actually, come to think about it. Our reach has expanded over the 26 years of Know Your Bible. After a few years, we uh, branched out and began broadcasting from Springfield, Missouri, and we partnered up with the Watermill Church of Christ used to be the North National Church. Uh, they do the correspondence course grading and the phone answering and take care of all the uh, opportunities in their broadcast area, that broadcast in Missouri and down into northern Arkansas. A few years after that, we found an opportunity up in Rock Island, Illinois, to broadcast Iowa and Illinois, and we partnered with the Burlington, Iowa Church of Christ, who handles all of the grading and phone answering and all of the operations up there. Uh, a year and a half ago, we partnered with the Church of Christ in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to go into a new field, a very, uh, very, very mission field in South Dakota. So things have changed. Things have gotten bigger. We've got more people involved than just Northside. Uh, but one thing hasn't changed. Northside still makes Know Your Bible happen. And if you've Got your brochure that you've got in the mail today uh, or this week. Uh, you can look at the finance numbers if you're interested in those, and you'll see that the majority of the funding still comes from Northsiders. We get a lot of help from other places, we get a lot of place, uh, help on uh, memorials for people and things like that, but Northside members still make Know Your Bible happen. Uh, in fact, many of the supporters of, North, of Know Your Bible today if you had a clear enough picture, you could find them in this picture. Uh, they've been supporting Nor uh, Know Your Bible for all 26 years. Uh, this year I did things just a little bit differently. Usually we just talk about it on one Sunday and tell everybody that here is that is here how things are going and hand out our little update. Uh, this year you should have gotten in the mail if you're on the Northside member list. Uh, a brochure in the mail so you could read it ahead of time, and you should have gotten a, a letter uh, with a response form, a pledge form on it, a letter from me explaining kind of where we were and why I was reaching out a little bit differently this year. If you didn't get those, uh, the brochure and the, the form were at the back on the, the hat rack there, and feel free to pick one up uh, on your way out. Um, Things have 
changed and some things have stayed the same. But today, usually I just update you and Northside responds. Today I want to be a little more direct and I want to tell you something uh, specifically. If you go over by the Know Your Bible Control Center, you'll find a picture outside the door. It's a picture of the Gleaners, the famous painting. But the uh, slogan on it says, the scripture on it, is from Matthew chapter 9. And it says, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And that's there in honor of the laborers that we have around here that help with the harvest. But it occurred to me that we have a lot of harvesters. We have a lot of help with the harvest. We have people that are willing to grade Bible correspondence courses here and in the other three places we broadcast. We have people waiting in line to answer phones. We have people that uh, deliver the certificates and they are happy to do that. we got a lot of people that work in the harvest. So it occurred to me if I could change the scripture just a little bit to apply it to today, here's what I'd change it to. I'd say, say, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers to help sow the seed. Now that's where we need help. That's what I'm asking for today. That's what I'm proposing is that we need some people to help sow the seed. Now, we're doing well in Know Your Bible. We've continued to expand and we're, we're paying the bills on time and all of that. We're certainly not uh, behind in any way. But if you read the financial for this year, you'll see that we took in a total of $196,000 and we spent $229,000. Those of you that have a few math skills uh, can figure out that that's a little upside down. That's a shortage of $33,000. Now, we had a little reserve, and we could handle that this year, and we can do it for a little while longer, a few more months, but not forever. Uh, we've got a real good color copier in the office, and I thought about just copying some $20 bills, just printing a little money. But they told me you can only do that in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Can't do it here. So if we're a little short and if we want to continue all the things that we're currently doing, uh, we need some people to help sow the seed. Uh, we need some laborers that are willing to do that. In fact, we need some people who are willing and able to do that. You were here earlier this year. That you remember this slide from our series on giving. Uh, we need some folks who are willing and able. I didn't figure it up exactly, but I had a kind of vision of way, some way to illustrate it to you. I suppose that we took a few minutes and I said, let's all stand up and rearrange. Uh, and everybody that currently gives to know your Bible. Everybody that supports Know Your Bible that puts in a little bit extra each week and notes it on their check or makes a one-time donation or whatever, that currently gives to Know Your Bible, if you would go over and start sitting right here and, and just fill in as far as you could, and once you filled in, then everybody else fill in the rest. If we did that, I know that would make you really nervous to have to leave your seat, but if I had you rearranged that way, 
The rest of us that don't support Know Your Bible could probably start sitting in this section here somewhere. Because it's less than this percentage that currently support Know Your Bible. As I said, many of them have been supporting it for 26 years, and they're generous, and they give give a, a lot, and that has supplied our needs for this long, and it's helped us expand, and the other help that we get from uh, ex-members and other congregations and lots of sources help us do all the things that we've done. But the rest of the folks that aren't giving to know your Bible are the ones that I'm talking to this morning. I'm looking for some willing and able people. If you remember the series about giving, uh, I suggested that we start out with our giving to our local congregation. Uh, We can call it our tithe if we want because that's a pretty good target to start with. Uh, Once we've done that, we should look for places to sow some of our extra. Look for other good works. Other things that we can help with. And I know a lot of you have a lot of good things that you want to sow to. We were watching TV last night and saw a commercial and Cindy said, I think we ought to start giving to that wounded warriors thing. That sounds like a really good work. That is a good work as far as I know. Uh, Find some things like that to sow into so that God can bless you more. And there's a, a million of them. There are lots of opportunities. I would suggest that Know Your Bible is a great opportunity. One of our two major opportunities here at Northside that we ask people to sow into above their regular contribution. In the spring, we talk about our missions work and commit to that work and fund it by a one-year, once-a-year request. And then once you've sown into some extra area, look for ways to sacrifice is what we talked about in the willing and able. So if you're already doing that, that's fine with me. If you've got good works that you're sowing into and you're, you're learning to give more so that God can bless you more, I'm thrilled for that. But if you're not, if you're looking for a place, I'd suggest know your Bible could use your support. We need more people to help us sow the seed. So that's the, the request. Now, why? Why should you do that? Well, let me suggest a couple of things. Uh, one reason is that it's not just us anymore. When we started, it was pretty well a Kansas operation right around our area, and we knew everybody that we recognized every town that we got a call from and all that. But we've expanded way beyond that, and there are people that uh, this is very important to. Uh, This is the group in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They live in a tough area. Uh, They live in an area that's a real mission field where people aren't uh, as interested in uh, the Bible as they are in the Bible Belt, we might say. Uh, They've gotten visitors. They've gotten contacts that they've never had before. Uh, They've been thrilled with it. They're finding people, because of Know Your Bible, that are interested in Bible study. Now, if we don't support it the way we've been supporting it in the past, uh, we can cut back. I mean, that's fairly easy to do. We can shrink things back a little bit to where we can pay our bills and we'll be able to do that. But I'm just telling you, there's some folks other places that are profiting from what we do and what we give. Uh, Here's a gentleman in uh, South Dakota. Jim Mettenbrink is his name. I'm visiting with him when we were up there. He's from Brookings, South Dakota. 
And he is so excited about the opportunities that Know Your Bible provides them. Small church in Brookings, small town in South Dakota, uh, they don't have much way to reach out. And now they do. And he's spending every spare penny they can rake up up there to advertise. He's putting ads in shoppers' papers and newspapers and uh, ads at the state fair. He's doing everything he can to get people to watch Know Your Bible because he knows it works. He knows that people watch it and begin to understand what the Church of Christ is all about and that Bible study is interesting and all that, that eventually he'll have some contacts. Uh, Jim's thrilled with the prospects of Know Your Bible. Why should you give to Know Your Bible? There's a picture you've seen before. This is when I was visiting in Burlington, Iowa, uh, our partner there. This is Luis Goodnessman. Uh, he came to Christ through Know Your Bible. He began to take the correspondence course and was baptized. Uh, he was so excited when I got to meet him uh, to, to talk about Know Your Bible and what he had learned. Uh, that's a pretty good reason to give to Know Your Bible. Uh, why should you give to Know Your Bible? Here's the group in South Dakota again. Uh, the next time I visit them, and I don't know exactly when that will be, but I'd like to get up there again sometime, uh, I look forward to meeting a woman named Sharon. I haven't met Sharon, but I've heard from her. Uh, she first time I heard from her was when she sent uh, this letter to thank us for providing Know Your Bible. I just put part of it on the screen, but let me read you the whole thing. Uh, received it last November. She said, I just want to thank you so much for this male Bible study. I'm agoraphobic. I have trouble leaving my house, and especially being in crowds of people. I happened upon your Sunday program a couple of months ago, and I love it. This helps people like me. And I want you to know I am grateful and have already learned so much more. I've always felt guilty about having not read the entire Bible. Uh, it's overwhelming and hard to understand without the help of this study. So thank you so much for spending your time for someone like me. Now, the first time I heard about Sharon, the next time I heard about Sharon was a couple of weeks ago when we got an email from a grader in Sioux Falls named Kevin. And Kevin said, awesome news, praise the Lord. My KYB student, Sharon Holzer, was baptized by me last night. She's been a student for a year or so and has expressed a great appreciation for the program. She does, however, have a fear of people not known to her. Our daughter, Hope, and I took Sharon her first certificate last summer in person. I was then able to build a good student-grader relationship with her on paper and over the phone. Sharon and I have talked many times about her being baptized in the last six months or so. And I know she understood exactly what she was doing last night through talking to her and communication through Know Your Bible Studies that she has done in the last year. I am excited for the future of Know Your Bible in this area. Why give to know your Bible? Uh, I would contend that there are people like Sharon, there are people like Luis, there are people that I could go on and on and name that can't be reached any other way. They're not going to be in the synagogue if you go to talk there. They're not going to come to a tent meeting. They're not going to come to a gospel meeting. They're not going to answer the door if you knock on their door. But they'll watch know your Bible. Uh, and we can sow the seed that way into places that it'll never go anyplace else. 
There are more Luises and Sharons out there who won't be reached if we don't sow the seed. So my request again, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers to help sow the seed. The way you can do that is by filling out the form that you got in the mail this week, or there's some back at the back that you can pick up, uh, fill those out, think about it, pray about it, consider your budget, see how you're doing on being willing and able. And make that commitment for the year ahead. We still have the same foundation for Know Your Bible. Uh, That's the one constant that we have. Northsiders, whether there's 300, 350 of them, or there's 7 or 800 of them, have always met every challenge that we've put before them. Uh, Know Your Bible is a great work. It deserves our support, and I pray that we will find some who are willing to help sow the seed this year. The lesson is yours. If you're here this morning and need to respond to the Lord's invitation, uh, we'd be happy to help you with that. I'm going to stand and sing. If you have any need, come to the front.